Welcome to Money's a Mitch podcast. I'm Mitch Newman, and I am determined to provide you with the best of the best state-of-the-heart tools and techniques to support you in redefining, reframing, and reigniting. That's a lot of re's. That flame inside of you that will propel you to your next levels of success. Together, we're going to explore and do a deep dive into really all aspects of conscious leadership and what it really takes to lead oneself and others at this higher level of consciousness with the intention and the outcome of creating maximum impact and contribution in all areas of your life. We will laugh, most definitely cry, the good cry, of course, hopefully, and without a doubt, discover the magic that exists inside of each and every one of you. So, if you're not afraid of the unknown, let's get to it. Hey, 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 welcome back, everybody. Everybody, welcome back. This is episode, I don't know, 64, 65, I don't know. I'm losing track. Thank God I have people behind me and alongside of me that... <laughs> can count because <laughs> I'm not so sure, but somewhere in the 60s. And this is a podcast about leadership, conscious leadership, how to lead yourself and lead other people if that's what you want to do at a higher level of consciousness. And by that, I mean to be more present, to treat yourself as a whole person and subsequently then want to treat other people like whole people. It's kind of an interesting concept. And we dispel myths and rumors and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, this isn't your locker room leadership. This isn't your um, on the battlefield leadership. Uh, this is a little different. And I think it's really just uh, creates a space for more people to get involved. Creates a space for more people to declare themselves as a leader, and for many people who go, oh, that's not me. I'm I'm a behind the scenes person. I, I don't do that. I, I'm not out in front. I, well, yeah. In my version of leadership, you're getting up every day and you're functioning and you're taking care of yourself and you're brushing your teeth, hopefully. And if you have kids, you're getting them off to school and you're just doing a lot of stuff. And if you're Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Male, female, doesn't matter. If you're actually getting up and functioning every day, you are, in my book, a leader. Now, whether or not you're most effective in that role, well, hopefully that's what you tune in and listen and go back through a bunch of different episodes to hopefully learn some stuff that uh, will help you tap into that, to take it to the next level, to be just a little bit better. So I want to talk today about... Leadership from a place of, of really answering the question, are you leading from your head or from your heart? Big, big difference. Now, when you're leading from your head, the tendency, not always, but the tendency is you're drawing from the past. You're drawing from some past experience that may or may not have worked. In a lot of situations, um, it didn't work. And... Uh, you're operating off of old belief systems, old thoughts and ideas. Um, and in many ways, you're operating from, on an emotional level, you're reacting to situations and circumstances and having very distinct feelings about what's transpiring, what's taking place. 
principally and primarily because for many of us, we bought into, this is key, and inherited from, I don't know, <clears throat> call it our, our, our family of origin, could be early mentorship and leadership out the gate uh, in your high school and college years, could be out the gate in your 20s when you're getting out to the workforce. But generally, a lot of the feelings when people say, oh, gosh, this isn't working. I feel sad. I feel frustrated. I feel uh, like I'm in limbo. You know, They're judging themselves. They're going through all that stuff. A lot of that is, is when it stops, when they really stop and look at it, it's a lot of beliefs that they bought into from other people. They inherited them. They were passed down sometimes from generation to generation. This is what work looks like. This is what relationships look like. This is what business looks like. This is what success and winning looks like. And so when we're comparing ourselves to that or to potentially other people, we are in our head. We're leading from our head. And subsequently then judging ourselves really not even through who we genuinely are, but through who we were told we're supposed to be. Now we take that on. We sometimes take it on when we're involved in groups, when we're involved in teams, when we're working together as a group and there's a collective energy around what success or winning looks like. Next thing you know, we're buying into that. And perhaps that's leaving us feeling a little empty, a little doubtful, a little uncertain, a little sad, whatever that may be. So we start to realize that what we're doing is we're taking on other people's stuff as if it's our own. And that's that heady space. Now, when you are leading from your heart and you're tapping into your heart, you're tapping into that place <clears throat> of, of, of intuition, of inner knowing. <clears throat> I'm taking a sip right now so I can speak more clearly. So, the heart doesn't lie. When the heart, when we speak from the heart, it's it's always telling the truth. And it's telling our truth, not someone else's truth. And that's the beauty of it. So we start to gauge from that heart space where we are and where we want to go. And suddenly the past and the old stories and the old beliefs and generally someone else's old stories and old beliefs just dissipate. They just go away. Now, what ends up happening is, is we move back and forth in those places. And we get caught sometimes. We get trapped sometimes. We think we're, we're good. We think we're leading from our heart. And then something happens. Next thing you know, we bought into a, a collective energy where we're realizing that it's really not our own upset. It's someone else's. Why? Because we've simply inherited our ideas and absorbed them directly or indirectly by what we have seen, by what we have heard, and, and have been told over time and over a lifetime of what is right. And listen, there's something powerful about fitting in. Sometimes we adopt and adapt and take on and really modify our own thinking, to then fit in with other people. 
so that we are a part of something. And that may last for a period of time. And yet in those quiet moments, I call those moments the head hits the pillow at night moments. When it's just you, when it's just me, and we start kind of replaying and re-envisioning what the day looked like and where we were on top of things and where things fell apart. We start to notice a certain emptiness inside, a certain open space that just just does not feel great. Because in that moment, when it's just us and our thoughts and our feelings and our heart, we suddenly realize that we are not necessarily operating from that place of authenticity. Doesn't look great. Doesn't sound great. And then the next day we get kind of caught up in it again. There's a certain collective energy that's going on and there's an excitement and enthusiasm and you're watching other people. And next thing you know, you're a chameleon and you're absorbing other people's stuff as if it was, as, as if it's your own, but it's really not. So at some point it catches up to us at some point leading from our head with all the thoughts and with all the feelings that are swirling around inside. At some point, we start to identify, especially as we move into this desiring place of leading more consciously. We start to realize that we've been unconscious. We haven't been paying attention. We haven't been present. We have been operating from the past. That our thoughts and our ideas and our beliefs and our feelings aren't necessarily our own. And that's a moment of, of heightened awareness. That's a moment when we have that space where we go, oh, wow, like I've really been buying into this notion that's not mine, that doesn't belong to me, that isn't who I am, that it's not what I'm a part of. And so what do we do with that? In what ways do we course correct and become more effective? Because here's what happens. When you have this awareness and you realize that you haven't been authentic and you haven't been genuine and you have not been operating from your heart and you've been taking on somebody else's feelings and someone else's thoughts as your own, when you are aware of that and in one form or fashion share that, either directly or indirectly, you are in essence changing the script and changing the rules for people. And not everybody is going to be thrilled with you. I'm just telling you right now. So there's a strength of character that must come through where you decide that I can no longer operate in this way. I can no longer participate in this way. I can no longer not be true to my heart. And it's important to let people know that. Simply because if you don't, then they're going to make up stories about how you've changed. I don't know what's got into him. I don't know what got into her. I, I, I don't understand. Everything was going so well. And they're going to look at it and make up stories in their minds about 
you flipped out. When that's not the case, you just woke up. Now, they might not agree with you waking up because it <laughs> it it puts a, a a little bit of a damper in their own style and in potentially their own results and their own outcomes that they're seeking. So they still may not be thrilled with you, even with all of the honesty and, and ownership involved in it. But that, that piece is really about your own integrity. Knowing that you were clean, knowing that you, you were straight with people. So that may mean that you need to connect with new people. It may mean you need to disengage. It also may may really mean is that you bring something else to the table that is new and different and exciting to other people. And they don't necessarily have to join you in that way and lead in that way, but maybe there's a couple steps towards the middle, a little bit closer to you that they can go and grow. See, it's not an all or nothing here. You're waking up. Your realization wasn't really as sudden as you thought it was. It had been brewing. It had been gnawing at you. You've been feeling it. You've been sensing something was off. You couldn't quite put your finger on it. By the time you become aware, there's a period of time that has gone by. There are a series of incidents that have happened that all of a sudden start to make sense that create the shift that you're ready for. So it's not overnight. You just didn't suddenly wake up. People love to say, oh, no, one day they're this and the next day they're this. That's not what happened. People don't know that certain things keep you up at night. They don't know the history of your own growth, your own development, your own learning. They don't know. But once you wake up, you can create a, a, a not only a paradigm shift for yourself, but potentially for other people who maybe aren't ready to go all the way over to the, your side of the field. But maybe they're willing to move a little bit, to grow a little bit, to tr try something on that's a little bit less familiar to them. A little bit less familiar to their head, but not surprisingly more familiar to their own hearts. Now, all of a sudden, what's happening collectively is not just people feeling the same and thinking the same completely, but, but challenging each other a little bit. Finding ways to appeal to more people because not everybody's ready for the turn. Not everybody's there. People tell me all the time, gosh, I wish I would have figured this stuff out 10 years ago. You weren't ready. Everything you went through brought you to this moment. All your experiences brought you to this moment. All of your relationships brought you to this moment. It's a nice thought, if only I would have, but that's not realistic. That's not how life works. We stay in what we stay in as long as we need to stay in it, to get what we need to get, to learn what we need to learn, to grow to the places we're ultimately ready to grow to. And it's never all at once because it's the process of conscious leadership is, is always developing. If you go back and listen to some of my early episodes, you'll probably see a transition within me around certain thoughts and ideas and ways that I explain things. 
and new revelations that come forward. My God, I hope so. I hope nothing I'm saying is ever is ever written in stone. I want to believe that my heart is always developing, is always looking for new ways and new avenues to be clear in my thinking and my feeling and my experiences and, and my ability to share them most effectively, whether I'm writing about them or speaking about them. Consciousness is not a destination. Transformation is not a straight line. So your journey of leadership isn't a straight line. Your journey of leadership is not a destination. It's the expansion. It's the openness to growing. It's the realization that leading from my heart and taking on other people's thoughts and other people's feelings as if they're somehow my own, all of a sudden, at a certain point, going through things, ah, this doesn't feel, this isn't sitting right, but I'm going to go along with it. Okay, I'll keep going. And then all of a sudden, when you're finally ready, all of a sudden you go, ah, this no longer fits. I see what I've been doing. What a journey. What a learning curve. This has been amazing. No judgment. I'm ready now to, to decide what it is that my heart wants to do from here moving forward. Grateful for all the experiences, grateful for all the choices that I made. No judgment, good, bad, indifferent, all part of it that led to this moment. And in this moment, I suddenly now, in this moment, suddenly now, am ready to experience what it means to lead myself and others from my heart. I'm Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive. 